Hey there, and thanks for joining us for The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name is Ben, here with my pastor and good friendship. He's a lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. In today's podcast, we want to tackle a topic that seems to come up from time to time, but from another angle, and that's community. What does it take to foster and to grow in community? Fulfillment in life comes in community, but at the cost of of getting let down sometimes and not being accepted. And the big idea today is that vulnerability leads to community. So this is the weekly grind, and this is courage to. All right, well, Chip, today we are going to uh, visit a topic that is is critical. It impacts each and every one of us because it's something that we all search for. It's something that we all long for, and it's the idea of community. And uh, today we want to talk about kingdom community and what that looks like. But um, just because of the way God created us and designed us, whether you're a believer or not, you have this desire to be in community. And so, so today we want to touch on what makes a good community. What are the things that make that up? Yeah, I think there's one cornerstone idea that we just want to talk about today. We talk about this often and sometimes from different mm-hmm. angles, yeah. right? It's kind of like a, looking at a diamond and there's different sides. Yeah. Uh, so I think we just want to touch on one thing today. But I think both of us are very fascinated by the idea of what makes a good community. We love to see a mm-hmm. good community in action. And you and I read a lot about that. <laughs> yeah. Too. Well, like it's... even like... We'll see a, a an organization, maybe it's a church, that you can just sense a strong sense of community, or, or an organization like sports teams, mm-hmm. you know, those consistent winners, people who are competitive and they put a good product out there, yeah. a business. I think we're fascinated by that yeah. because there's something to that that we just innately gravitate, gravitate toward. Um, we want that and we admire that, right? Yeah. And I think, like you said just a minute ago, we are relational people. Why? Because our God is a relational God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He lives in relationship with Himself. Yeah. And then us made in His image, we are innately relational. And I know we talk about, well, I'm an introvert, I'm an extrovert, mm-hmm. I have all this stuff. Guess what? Everybody needs, longs for, desires, and their life is fulfilled by relationships above all other things. Yeah. And I, I think that's at the cornerstone of who we are. And so I think there's a natural desire to find a life-giving community, mm-hmm. to be a part of that, Mm-hmm. And to thrive in that. That's, that's really what we hope for. Yeah, and in preparation for this today, I I just kind of closed my eyes and just thought back on um, the relationships and the communities in my past that uh, have really formed who I am today. And um, just the just the, the the emotion that comes alongside that, you know, the whether it was the you know, whether it's that, that family dynamic when you're growing up. For right. me, you know, I was really close to, to cousins and aunts and uncles, and so that was the first community that I ever remember. And then you have a friend, you know, your friend groups in school, and um, 
and you know, for me, it was my my church growing right. up. Um, you know, that was huge, and and uh, and the the friendships that that were made there, and and the idea of you know, I felt like I could just be myself. That's that's what it was in those communities of just being able to to just sow into that, be yourself, to belong, yeah, right? to be a part of something. Like I always was in a situation where I was never around my cousins. It was a lot of times just my immediate family. Okay. And I always looked at like people like your situation uh, that I was around and just kind of longed for that. It was so cool to see people who were able to live with their cousins, do life with their cousins, this kind of family aspect. Mm-hmm. I just saw in that something that you have an identity, you're a part of something, you can be yourself. Um, then, you know, that does evolve into really good friendships, mm-hmm. right? I did get to experience that in college. Yeah. Well, late high school or high school, then college. Um, there's nothing like it. Kristen was going through her, uh, you know, work kind of purging and cleaning, getting ready for another baby. And so she's going through all of these memories and all these pictures and things and old letters. And uh, she uh, she was sharing with me one of her cousins, and it was her best friend growing up. And they didn't, they didn't always see each other as often, but she was number two in the line of, of kids, and my wife's number two, and so they just had that connection. And uh, she didn't know we were doing this podcast today, but uh, you know, to your point, she's like, "Yeah, we were best friends. We just we just understood each other. We were in the same." Yeah. And uh, yeah, and that that was cool. Just even hearing from her, um, yeah, just looking back, she was she was, I could I could be myself around her. Yeah. So kind of back to like being relational by nature. Mm-hmm. What's happened? Why is our world, you know? looking for this because a lot of times, I would say most of the time, we need, well, we always need this, but a lot of times we're not finding it. Mm -hmm. You know, we try to identify with a group on Facebook or we try to find, you know, all this myriad of different groupings that we have. And yet the data suggests, and I know in our own lives, what Mm -hmm. we see, how we live, people long for community, but a lot of times they're not experiencing it. Yeah, it's we're lonelier than ever, right? It's that the idea of aloneness, and it, that's the irony of Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and what he wanted to create. He wanted to create connection and community, and, community mm-hmm. and what it's done, unfortunately. And this wasn't his intent or desire right, at right. all. But uh, you know, these devices just entrap us, and we we whether it's this virtual reality of the selves that we make or whatever. It draws us to aloneness, though. Yeah. Well, think about, like, I've been thinking about this, the the garden, all right? So human beings, the first ones, Adam and Eve, made in the image of God, enjoying relationship with each other. But we also read that every day God himself would come and walk with human beings. Yeah. This is like the perfect picture of how life is is supposed to be, right? Mm. And they enjoyed that connectedness to him. Then we read, like, you know, what happened? Uh, they, they chose to, uh, to, to do what God had asked them not to do. You know, they, they rebelled against him. And remember that 
that after they had done that, when God came to walk with them, what did they do? They, they covered themselves. They were shameful. They hid too, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, disconnectedness entered into the world. There was a rift in a relationship for the first time. Because the Trinity never had a rift, mm-hmm. and God and Adam and Eve never had a rift. Then there's this rift, and there's disconnectedness. Mm-hmm. And it was built around shame for what they had done, and they hid. And I like you know, what Brene Brown says about this, and a lot of what I've been thinking about in relation to this has been informed by a lot of things she's done, her research. But she said shame is at the center of all our disconnectedness. Mm -hmm. We don't get into communities. We don't open ourselves up to get into communities. We shy away. We hide. Mm -hmm. We isolate. We don't become truly transparent or authentic because there is within us this deep shame that maybe I'm not good enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think, you know, even in, in thinking about this this morning, even driving in, I'm like, okay, shame's one of them. What are some other ones? Like, but the, every word that I could think of, like, shame encompasses that. Can't so, like, back to it. so, like, trust. Well, why don't I trust? Because I'm shameful that you won't, I'm, I'm just afraid you're not going to accept me. I'm afraid, I'm right. afraid for yes. whatever. So, um, it all comes back to that word shame, whatever word you might think of, whatever reason you have. Uh, it comes back to to shame. Yeah. So I think for us today, like the, the thing we want to key on is in one word, uh, we can realize what is a a, a catalyst mm-hmm. to community. Because I want to be in a life giving community, and the premise for us today is also we're pastors in a church. We're part of the kingdom. And the model Jesus gave us was a life-giving community. Mm -hmm. And I know you and I deeply desire for the place that we serve, but also the kingdom at large, to be a life-giving community. And we think that one of the catalysts of that has to be in this word vulnerability. And Brene Brown talks about this a lot, Mm -hmm. that actually... How do I deal with shame? How do I deal with disconnectedness? How do I get past that? How do I get into community? It comes with the courage to be vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yeah. And that does take courage. Oh, yeah. But it's necessary. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this a little bit. Think about our relationships with our wives. Remember how you started dating mm-hmm. and you, you got to know each other? It was kind of surfacey, you know, like there's this attraction, right? What do I reveal about myself? What do I what do I keep to myself? When is the right time? <laughs> That's it. That's this yeah. whole thing. And as you continued to reveal, mm-hmm. you know, who you were, what you liked, maybe your past or things that yeah. you were regretful for, you were proud of, or think about that that progression. Mm-hmm. What happened as you opened yourself up? A little bit more and a little bit more. What happened? I mean, you grew closer, but even it took boldness, right? I mean, I even think back to some of those conversations when I knew, okay, this is the time I'm gonna. I want to share this about my life, and it it took me being vulnerable. Um, yeah, you feel 
a lot better afterwards, but it takes boldness. It takes uh, courage, right? How's, how are they going to react to this? Yeah. Are they not going to like me anymore? Because that's up because to them that's now. The way. Yeah. But the only way to go forward in that relationship mm-hmm. was to put yourself out there, right? Yeah. And But yeah. what was so cool, I know with Nicole and I, is we would have these, these dates and these talks and the phone call, you know how it is, and you'd reveal a little bit more about yourself. You'd put yourself out there a little mm-hmm. bit more and more and more. And then as they accepted that... And it was fine. It, in fact, the relationship grew to where I could actually look at her and say, you know what? I, I love you. Yeah. And she responded back to me, I love you too. And that's that's the catalyst mm-hmm. to deep community, right? And I would yeah. say it's no different for groups of people. The only way we're going right. to get oh, yeah. to know each other and have strong bonds yeah is you and I are going to have to exercise vulnerability. Yeah, and that takes intentionality because we're, um, we, I mean, naturally humans want to take the path of least resistance. That's right. But that's not where the reward is. That's it, that's it. You know, to, ma- to have community, yeah. there is a, a risk to it, yeah. a risk of being known, but yet the reward yeah. is an acceptance of one another. Yeah. Strong relationships exist. Yeah. And out of that, man, that's life-giving. Yeah. Man, the friends I have, the best friends I have know me the most. They know my failures. Yeah. They know my flaws. Like, you know, they'll joke with me about personality flaws that I have, or, but yet I'm accepted by them. We are best friends, and it's life-giving. Yeah, yeah. That's what life's about, relationships. Yeah. As our God is relational. And I think, too, I mean, that's that's a dynamic around here that I really appreciate. Um, yeah. Just our our friendship and yeah. and the fact that, yeah, we, we're making fun of each other all the time, but that's because we know that we're accepted. We know that we're loved and valued. We belong. And we belong. With and each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. And, and, you know, even thinking back to those early relationships, you know, with with your cousins or whatever, it's like, you're stuck with them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so some of those early ones that where you learn to, to, to be in relationship, some of those, um, the training wheels are up, the bumper guards are up and, yeah. and you know, there's, there's things where you're not going to fall off the ledge cause you're, you're stuck with me. But as we grow, as we mature, um, you know, it, they become more and more complex and, um, you know, we become aware of our insecurities as we get older. And so it, you know, you need to be more intentional. Cause then you want to have shame and you want to hide. Yeah. yeah and yeah. you don't want to open yourself up. Yeah. Now, like Brene Brown would call this people who live in community the best. She says they are wholehearted. And part of that wholeheartedness is they do have a strong sense of love and belonging. And because they have a strong sense of love and belonging, they then have the courage to be imperfect. Yeah. It's okay. Like yeah. you're talking about around here. We all know our flaws, right? Our yeah, we exploit them. Quirks. <laughs> we and didn't yet, do that on day one. <laughs> no. That's something over time. Right. But then when you belong to something, yeah. when you know you're part of a, of a family, a community, you, it's okay. You have the courage to be imperfect, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, I, another thing she says that people who have learn how to live with strong community, 
they have compassion. But first of all, they have compassion to themselves. Hmm. Like they, they are quick to forgive themselves. They, they forgive others, but they've learned to come to a reality in their own life where it's okay not to be perfect. Yeah. It's okay to have mistakes. It's okay to have some flaws. And they're okay with that. Yeah. I know that sounds simple, but I think I interact with people on a weekly basis who struggle to have strong community because they can't be vulnerable, because they still have hang-ups mm-hmm. about their own insecurities, and they, 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 they can't forgive themselves for maybe decisions they've made or for just quirks they have or that they're not as good as somebody else with this. And yeah. so they just kind of shell up. Right. And I would even say this has nothing to do with your personality type. No. Introverts and extroverts both deal with this. That's right. At some point you have to, you have to make yourself vulnerable. That's it. Absolutely. I think we've probably used because we've become aware of these groupings, these personality types that, you know, it can be easy for maybe in more introverted per- people to say, hey, I just don't need people um, as But much. even extroverts, they just say, you know, I mean, an extrovert not, not showing vulnerability, they'll just be a goofball all the time. Or they'll want to, yeah, it'll, they'll keep it superficial and surface. Right. Absolutely. Where introverts will just use the, yeah, I just, I, I gather my energy by being alone, so I'm not going to, I have, I have the relationships that I need and want. And so they'll just close off. And, and the other thing she says about the wholehearted is that they have, they have let go of who they thought they should be, and they have embraced who they really are. And they become comfortable mm-hmm. with, this is who I am. These are the skills I have. This is the, 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 the way I'm wired. And I'm comfortable with that. And as they became comfortable, and they love themselves, and they, they had a strong sense of belonging, then they were able to just be transparent mm-hmm. with those around them. Yeah, you know, I really, dude, I really think that one of the biggest hangups to community is in this vulnerability. We hide, maybe yeah. because of our own expectation of ourselves, we're not meeting. So then, if we're not meeting it, then they probably won't accept us either. Yeah, right. And we've got to become comfortable in who we are, mm-hmm. and allow that to 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 just be the aura that we live in. And out of that, as you're comfortable with who you are, it's a whole it's a whole lot easier to be vulnerable. Yeah. And yeah. of course, man, what would we say makes the most sense about having a sense of being loved and having a sense of belonging? There's only one place that really, really, truly pulls that off. Yeah. And that's the context of the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The forgiveness and love that Christ yeah. has shown us, the identity we have as a child of God, we belong to Him. And I, I think that's why, yes, vulnerability is true in every organization, but it really happens. It should happen in the kingdom, right? Yeah, I, and I think keyword is should also because there's been times where this has been abused and this has been... Church isn't a place where you can be vulnerable. It's a place where you have to 
put on a face and pretend that you're something that you're not, and we need to break that down. You could not have said that better. And this, I think, for me, is at the core of why we need to talk about this yeah. and what my hope lies in yeah. is love and belonging creates the foundation to be vulnerable. Vulnerability yep. creates the opportunity for strong bonds of community. Mm-hmm. I know you, you know me, I'm accepted by you, you're accepted by me. We yeah. now have this family, yeah. and there's a confidence that comes. The church has to foster that. Yeah, We have to follow our leader. We have to follow the principles of the kingdom, mm-hmm. and we need to model the courage to be vulnerable, but it does happen best in an environment mm-hmm. of love and belonging. Yeah. Can I read some scripture? Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 4 was one of them that I that I yep. love just because it, he, it just really encourages unity in the body of Christ. Um, walk in a matter worthy of the calling with which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, be diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You know, I've been looking at Ephesians 4 also. That whole chapter is amazing on presenting this picture Mm -hmm. of this community that God has established as his body and being life-giving, of providing a context for love and belonging. I mean, the last verse in chapter 4 is like, be kind and tender-hearted to one another, yeah. forgiving each other as God and Christ has forgiven you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have been in church cultures where there wasn't much love and belonging. There, there wasn't a strong sense of family. It was more performance, measure each other. It was a religious-type environment, and it killed any kind of community, real authentic, deep community, mm-hmm. because everybody was measuring each other against themselves, and no one, you know? Yeah. Man, the kingdom, <laughs> it's got to be this. Yeah. And if you and I and those who follow Christ... Um, live out the principles of loving one another, mm-hmm. of, man, I belong to you now. As a child of God, you're a child of God. We have this family. In that, there's a basis for um, vulnerability. And the more real you and I get with each other and with others, the stronger bonds we're going to have, the better community we're going to create. And that's life-giving, man. I mean, yeah. that's what people, they want to be a part of a, a family. They want to be a part of something. So if we're created for community, but shame is the barrier that prevents community, shame is dispelled when we're vulnerable. That's it. And when we're vulnerable, it leads us right back to community. I, I uh, Yeah. And so, I, go ahead. Give it a shot. Yeah. I think it's like yeah. one of those things like, I think this is the key. And I would just challenge anybody, give it a whirl. I I really believe that if you're willing to put yourself out there yeah. 
with a group of people that are, you know, real authentic, the same, that you're going to be blown away by the bonds that are created and the life that you receive from being a part of a strong community. Here at the church, man, we're trying to continually Mm -hmm. develop our what? Small groups. Because small groups are doing what? They're building a strong sense of community. Yeah, I can live life, do life with 8, 10, 12 people where I'm known and I'm being known mm-hmm. and I'm knowing and in that we're loving and belonging to one another. It's amazing. My own small group is an example of that. We didn't, Nicole and I didn't know these people at all two years ago. <laughs> right. And now you guys are pretty close a strong, now. it's yeah. a life-giving community. And in and let's just acknowledge there's gonna be there may be pain along the way. But I mean, just like you know, just like you put yourself out there to love. That's it. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're vulnerable for community, but man, the payoff is worth it every single time. Yeah. yeah, you could say that's a great illustration. You could say, I'm never gonna date because I might get my heart broken. What a lousy way to live. And then you could live the rest of your life without a companion and desiring that, but be, you're fearful. Yeah, I'm never going to let anybody close because I don't want to get hurt. Right. What are you doing to yourself? It's like the old wisdom, it's better to have loved and lost than to not loved at all. Yeah. Right. Okay, so before we close out today, how do we fully embrace community? Just a few quick, let's rehash. Um, I, I, I think it comes from our, our own lives having accepted the love, forgiveness, and grace of Jesus Christ. That gives us a true sense of love and belonging to something. Mm -hmm. Out of that, um, it takes courage, like you use the word intentional, to realize if I'm going to have strong relationships, I got to put myself out there and be vulnerable. I got to be willing to be seen, not to hide not to allow shame to dictate my relationships. I dispel shame by just opening up, finding a group of people that you can do that. And when you acknowledge who you are in Christ, um, man, you're able to, you know you're accepted into this kingdom. That's right. You can laugh at yourself. It's okay. You can admit your faults. And guess what? Yeah. I mean, you're you're a son of God. You're you're a daughter of of the King. Um, there's freedom in that. There's, there's hope in that. Yeah, absolutely. And so, why not experience at a deeper level and and just don't take yourself so seriously? Exactly. So, and I think out of that, then vulnerability will lead to the stronger bonds. And as we create that kind of community around here, as we continue to foster that. Mm-hmm. people, you know, are going to find that in yeah. their own lives who aren't experiencing it right now. Galatians 6, carry each other's burdens, carry one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the law of Christ. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, that's a, that's a good word, and it's an, it's an encouraging um, call to all of us to be courageous, willingness to be vulnerable, because we know that a life of vulnerability and 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 in turn, seeing community happen in that um, 
and we're we're living right in what God's called us. If you're not watching this, you might be listening to it. On the set today, we have just two little sentences, but it's so true to sum it up. Yeah. It takes courage to belong, Mm -hmm. right? But the payoff is unbelievable to belong to something. And vulnerability leads to community. Hey, thanks for engaging with us in this week's episode of The Weekly Grind as we tackle the topics of today from a biblical perspective. If you found today's topic or any episode valuable to you and your growth, it'd mean a lot to us if you would leave us a comment. And don't forget to subscribe to stay caught up on every episode of The Weekly Grind podcast. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time.